Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Got to the end of the week. It's Friday, March the 10th coming up. You can find out what events are going on in the county this weekend. Plus, we'll be hearing from the Chillingham boss ahead of their game at Priestfield tomorrow. But first, there are calls for more police patrols in Chillingham after a teenage boy was stabbed. Emergency crews were called to the high street just before five yesterday evening. Pictures on Kent Online today show an area around Wilco and Sports Direct cordoned off. Well, our reporter Chris Hunter has been in the town today and spoken to a shop worker. There is a, always a problem with the kids and, the, you know, the, some teenagers always causing a problem. They come as a gang and shoplift in the, all the shops, not in one, not even one, all the shop they go and every time we complain to the CCTV, you know, the CCTV, we always complain that a bunch of kids coming and stealing. Yeah. And I thought it was uh, some stealing problem yesterday and we left the till and saw but it already happened, some stabbing. And then... So it's two gangs also? Yeah, it, it will be two gangs. Yeah, of oh, course, so, two so gangs. More gangs? How many gangs are in Tillian? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> more, eh? More yeah. 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 So I, I, I thought this may be a gang problem within them. I, it, it's not a new group. I think so. It's a usual group. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how long has this problem been going on for? Years and years, yeah. Every year a gang comes and goes. One by one. Yeah. So we have to spend more time in the yeah. doorsteps because of the shoplifting. So I thought it was shoplifting yesterday, but it's a shop uh, stabbing yesterday. Mm-hmm. I hope they are okay. Lovely. Yeah. But, um, is it getting worse? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What do they need to do about it? Do you? you know, police has to be patrol every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day. Uh, they are doing, but they have to do certain times more and more. Not one time, two time. They have to do it again. The walking patrols, as, uh, you know, the what to say that. Uh, like yeah. with not in the uniform they had yeah. to come in the like a public they had to come and oh look what what's going on with them yeah terry was also in the area when it happened i was up there on a the bench having, having a beer up there having a trolley like i do every day and three three or four black guys went i had to up here i was the one to put all the blue roll over the blood is that blood there see that blue roll down there yeah i covered all the blood you see that blue roll there Mm. I put all that blue roll down. The so what did you see happen before well, that? Well, well, I just heard the shouting down there, which made me look. And then I, looked, and I saw the black child was leaning up against it and flopped down. And that was it. And so, I came over it, and yeah. by the time I came over it, Matthew is a security guard. He wasn't actually meant to be working yesterday, but he saw the attack. There's too many people walking around in this high street pretending to be in gangs, acting all big and hard because they're with their bunch of mates. It needs to stop and they need to grow up. It's not worth going around with weapons trying to kill each other. Just grow up, live your life. Are you worried about this getting worse? or? It is getting worse. I thought Chatham was bad, but as soon as I started working here, I realised Jim was worse. Police have told us that their investigations are continuing. You can get the very latest on this story by heading to the website. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a man's been charged with child sex offences in Chatham. Matthew Lockwood from Edgewater was arrested yesterday and is facing a number of charges, including the possession of indecent photos. The 46-year-old remains in custody. A serving Met Police officer has been charged with two counts of sexual assault.
The sergeant attached to the South East Command Unit has been suspended from duty over the incidents in 2017 and faces Bromley Magistrates Court on Monday. It comes just days after former Met Officer Wayne Cousins from Deal received 19 months for indecent exposure offences. He's already serving life behind bars for murder. A fraudster from Faversham who stole £43,000 from his dad's family business has been jailed. Michael Humphrey Smith from Burntoast Road in Borton under Blean has been given two and a half years after committing the offence in 2017. The 43-year-old secretly diverted and siphoned off customers while working for Folkestone-based company Ancestors. Now there's been a warning of flooding in parts of Kent today because of high tides and all of that heavy rain we've had. Alerts have been issued for stretches of coast from Dartford to All Hallows and Whitstable to Margate. The Environment Agency are monitoring the situation and say parts of the Medway Estuary and Isle of Sheppey could also be affected. Next today, the government has confirmed the building of the new Lower Thames crossing will be delayed by two years if the project is approved. Now, construction work on the route from Gravesend to Tilbury in Essex was due to start next year and be completed by 2029. But it's been pushed back because of inflationary pressures. Well, Laura Blake is chair of the Thames Crossing Action Group. She's been speaking to Kate. Whilst we welcome the delay in as much as it will give us a bit more breathing room to actually keep sharing the evidence that we have of why it shouldn't go ahead, we have still got that fight ahead of us that we need to present that evidence to as many people as possible. And obviously as well, there is the concern that the problems at the Dartford Crossing still remain. That still needs to be addressed. The LTC wouldn't do that, whether there was the delay or not. But our job is to just carry on presenting that evidence and hopefully government will realise and start working sooner rather than later on a real solution to the problems at Dartford. What evidence do you have that this crossing is just a terrible idea? Where to start? I could talk all day about that. (laughs) The carbon emissions, 6.6 million tonnes of carbon emissions predicted with this project is certainly not compliant with net zero legislation. The whole route would fail on PM 2.5, which is the air pollution, the tiny particles from brake dust, road wear and tyre wear, so tiny they get into our organs through the bloodstream. The whole route fails against that, especially with the new targets that have been brought into legislation. The destruction, the fact it won't solve the problems, their own figures prove that it would still be over capacity at the Dartford Crossing if the LTC goes ahead. We need and deserve better and there are better, more sustainable options out there that need to be considered. What about the financial aspect as well? I mean, we've already seen that the project's going to cost in, in excess of, of £10 billion. You know, could that money be better spent somewhere else? Most definitely. And yes, the cost has gone up. But when this project was being discussed in 2016, the cost was actually estimated at £4.1 billion. We're now up to £10 billion plus by the time you put in these delays. The benefit cost ratio has dropped from 3.1 down to to two. That means 22 pence for every pound that's spent on the project. There are definitely better ways to be spending such a huge amount of money, especially when it won't solve those problems. You touched on before as well that you'd like to see the government working on a proper solution. Are, are there any proposals or anything that you've seen that could end up being a better idea? Definitely, yes. When you look at the rail improvements between Ashford and Reading, the cost is estimated around 4.5 billion as opposed to the 10 billion. of the traffic, uh, sorry, the goods in and out of the port of Dover are actually using the Dartford Crossing currently. 42% of the traffic at the Dartford Crossing is goods vehicles. Not many people realise there is no rail connection at the port of Dover. We've got this huge port, no sustainable rail option. 
those improvements in place get the freight off of the roads and onto more sustainable rail. Tesco's have started using freight, you know, on the rail, and they're actually seeing the benefits of getting stuff on their shelves because of that. So it is an option that is viable and should be considered. The cost of the project is expected to top ten billion after initial projections suggested it would cost four point two billion. Kent Online reports. The Prime Minister is in France today for a summit with President Macron. It's the first bilateral summit of its kind for five years. Now Rishi Sunak is expected to demand more help to stop asylum seekers crossing the channel to Kent. But Foreign Secretary James Cleverly says sending people back to France is not the answer. We will be looking at returning people to uh, safe third countries uh, or their own country of origin. But ultimately, whatever uh, response we come up with, then it will require a mix of responses. All this needs to be done in international, with international cooperation. Dover MP Natalie Elphick is calling for another operation in France to clear the asylum camps there. She also wants traffickers arrested and beaches made secure. The boss of a restaurant in Sittingbourne claims its new one-star rating has absolutely destroyed his reputation. Baba Cobben has been in the business since he was 12 and opened Sinar Kitchen. He claims it was marked down due to a damaged ceiling. Well, a council spokesman has confirmed that another enforcement visit at the restaurant is due early next week. A mum of threes described litter washing up on the beach on Sheppey as an eco-crime. Mia Newbury's been picking up rubbish for 12 years but says she's seen an increase recently. She says she can easily fill up a few supermarket bags each time she's out. The council have told us they are aware of concerns about litter. Now plans to turn an historic building in Canterbury into a nail bar have been called horrendous. The new owners of the former Boho Cafe in the High Street want to rip out the existing Victorian-style frontage and replace it. But the Canterbury Heritage Design Forum group says it's concerned about the plans for the Grade 2 listed site next today. And a new clothes bank has opened in Kent to try and help with the cost of living crisis. Shareware actually started in Nottingham back in 2014, but has now teamed up with domestic abuse charity Satida to open at Fort Luton in Chatham, where the clothing will be made available to women and children. And Sarah Sinclair from Shareware has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. Clothing is so powerful in, in lots of ways that people don't realise. Because if you, you know, you might put in food on the table first, you might be trying to heat your house. Yeah. Clothing tends to be the last thing. And we also find that people tend to also clothe the children first, so that there could be adults that are literally freezing in cold and not, not have suitable clothing. So... You know, it's it's just really fundamental, and, and what's really important, and what um, we um, have started a campaign for, is is the right to clothing. Uh, everybody should have the right to clothing. And that started starting in the, in the East Midlands, and we're now obviously down here in Kent. How did that come about, and why do you think it's important to to come together with the team as well? Um, so it's important for us that obviously we shouldn't have to exist, but you know, obviously there's a huge need for clothing. Um, and what we found is that the, the best way of helping with people in, in different communities is to work with organisations who are already in those communities and, and help them. The people they are looking after to access closing because they know their, their clients, their service users better, they know their needs. Uh, as well, closing can be bought from like a low community. Um, and so it's more sustainable uh, if, if it's all dealt with locally rather than clothing being transported across the country. Obviously we do um, 
support organisations from our base in Nottingham as well. We support organisations in, in London and the South East. But obviously, um, we looked at how we could do that in a more sustainable way and also how organisations could set up um, their own clothing bags. Cement out this environmental side of beach, is that a key thing as well, that wanting to find the environmentally friendly? Absolutely, because, um, you know, this, we, we pride ourselves on being the organisation where clothing poverty meets clothing waste. And there is that end of the of the clothing supply chain where, you know, retailers as well, we work with retailers who have end of night clothing that they aren't able to sell and they often increasingly they're donating that to our organisation as well. So um, all the all the clothing that gets put into landfill is absolutely astonishing and also the amount, the polluting um, aspects of, of fast fashion, um, you know, all of this clothing is sitting around in people's houses as well. Um, we talk about wardrobe waste. So all of this can be to help reporting wipes of bringing clothing property. Kent Online reports. A trial of a one-way system in Maidstone has been delayed a week after the council announced it had started. It's due to happen on Hart Street and Baker Road, which often gets jammed up as drivers head to McDonald's, B&Q and Lock Meadow. KCC now say it'll be put in place in the coming weeks. Elsewhere, speculation is growing over the future of the former High Street Burton store in Sittingbourne. It's been given a revamp, but there's no signs to show who owns the new store, when it will open and what it will be selling. The old Burton logo remains. We'll find out over the weekend if Empire of Light has won an Oscar. The ceremony takes place in LA on Sunday. That's the early hours of Monday morning our time. Where the film was shot in Margate and is up for the Cinematography Prize. Now with a roundup of everything going on in Kent, here's our features writer, Sam Laurie. The weather isn't exactly screaming spring just yet, but a little rain and snow isn't going to stop us from getting out and about this weekend. If you want to keep yourself warm inside theatres this weekend, there are some great family shows taking place. A must-see for kids who love Michael Rosen is Unexpected Twist, which is still on at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury until Saturday. The show takes Charles Dickens' classic novel Oliver Twist and gives it a hip-hop overhaul for a new generation. And from Monday, two brilliant musicals, The Commitments and Strictly Ballroom, are coming to Kent. Irish soul musical The Commitments is kicking off its run at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford, while Strictly Ballroom, starring Kevin Clifton and Maisie Smith, will be coming to the Marlowe Theatre. For those who have been celebrating Holy Festival this week, there are a few events you can join this weekend. The Hindu Festival, also known as the Festival of Colour, marks the start of spring and new life. On Saturday, there will be Bollywood music and dance activities at Victoria Park in Ashford, with a DJ, hot food and a colour pack included with your ticket. On Sunday, there will be a Nepalese Holy Celebration at Cheriton Community Centre in Folkestone, and also a free Holy Festival event at Collis Green Park in Maidstone, with children's activities, games, music and a raffle. And if you do feel like braving it and spending some time outside, from Monday the dazzling daffodils display opens at Hever Castle. There will be 70,000 daffodils beginning to bloom around the castle grounds and guided tours of the gardens from Hever Castle experts. So don't let the weather keep you from having fun this weekend. There are loads of things to see and do in Kent over the next couple of days. Snow or no snow. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham will be hoping to move even further from the League 2 drop zone this weekend. They welcome Tranmere Rovers to Priestfield tomorrow. It follows draws on the road against Harrogate and Stockport County, which has seen them move nine points clear of relegation. Here's manager Neil Harris. From the games I've seen of them, there's... They play a really good system, 4-4-2 system, um, and, and they're good at it. Organisers said they work hard, Mickey's teams always work hard, um, and they can play. 
So um, another tough fixture. Team that's had a good run of results, um, and and have been competitive now in, in, in their style of play since since the turn of the year. And, and um, it's just an, another challenge for us to make sure that we're at it because we'll have to be at it against against Tramir. From, from my perspective, I'm just looking and thinking, well, it's about us. You know, we've, got, we've got to make sure we we we're um, we're better with the ball. Um, than than we've been maybe in the last couple of games when we've had it, um, and and when the opportunities do come, we're ruthless. That's you know, that's sort of the terminology I'm using with the lads at the moment. Um, we've gone from a really solid run of scoring quite a lot of goals, and just been a little bit quiet for the last three games, um, which is always going to happen. Um, and that's just for us, you know. Yes, we've been really good against the ball in majority of games. Um, Bradford probably the exception we made a couple of silly errors um, and we certainly cut them out in the last couple of games um, then it's just getting back focused again with the ball and making sure that we're, we're getting enough in product to test the goalkeeper and my, my, my thought process is I want to win games of football I've always wanted to win games of football and, um, but if you can't win games of football then don't lose them and that, that's why that's why we went to Stockport thinking we've we've you know, not been able to pick so many sort of players that have performed really well for me over the last couple of months that we went with a, a mindset of you know, a clean sheet and, and don't get beat. And um, Harrogate, we had enough good play, enough good foppliness from box to box to have created more chances than we did. Um, and you know why? Why we have moments like that in, in games? Then, then we're going to score goals as a team. Well, kick off tomorrow is at three. You'll be able to follow the action at Kent Online. We'll have reaction to the result in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM on Sunday morning. Plus, plenty more in the podcast on Monday. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Rajikanu is safely through to the second round at Indian Wells. The twenty-year-old from Orpington got past Montenegro's Danka Kovinic in straight sets in California. It was the twenty twenty-one U.S. Open champions first match since being knocked out of the Australian Open in January. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Whilst you're on the site today, don't forget you can read the latest review from our secret drinker. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.